Hello and welcome to TP with TP, the podcast with Tom Polos. Here, we chronicle the absurd world of entertainment and interview movers and shakers in the industry, all the while taking some blame. Today, we meet our heroes. During the 1940s and 1950s, Cary Grant was one of Hollywood's legendary leading men. He was once assured by an interviewer that everybody would like to be Cary Grant, to which Grant responded, so would I. In this day and age, it's impossible to know who is truly famous. This isn't classical Hollywood where everyone in America knew Grace Kelly, Lauren Bacall, and Humphrey Bogart. Today, you can be pretty famous to some and entirely anonymous to others. If your YouTube or TikTok algorithm doesn't show you certain content creators, you're unlikely to watch them. If you only subscribe to Netflix and Amazon Prime, you won't see what's happening on Peacock, Hulu, Disney Plus, or Passionflix. But the silver lining for the quote-unquote creators of the 2020s is that it's quite amazing to be making shows for screens large and small while not being overly exalted or scrutinized. It's been said that the only thing better than being rich and famous is simply being rich. Fame can be awesome. Tables remain open for you at restaurants. Concert tickets and backstage passes all of a sudden become available if your name carries cachet. Anchors away for yacht parties as revolving doors open for financial investment opportunities. People are impressed by you just because you wave to them before getting in the back of a large car. The well-documented downsides are severe. You lose your privacy. Everyone wants something from you. One wrong move and the public completely turns on you. What fun. However, getting free swag with an accompanying tote bag is probably worth wondering if your friends and family are selling your Walgreens receipts to TMZ. But again, it feels like universal fame is going away. 15 minutes of fame feels too long in a world of 60-second viral sensations. Miley Cyrus was right about Los Angeles when she sang in Party in the USA, everybody seems so famous. Everybody seems so famous because they are, and they aren't. All talent is popular, just among their subscribers. I once overheard someone kindly compliment a shopper at Target on Santa Monica and La Brea. I heard him say, I love your shorts. I assumed they'd be cargo or denim or mesh, but he really meant this other person's video shorts. That's when I knew we jumped the shark. One of my favorite times being recognized was when I was in Washington, D.C., leaving the Eastern Market Metro Station. I thought this person was crazed. They maniacally approached me with purpose and yelled, you live in my phone, you live in my phone, you live in my phone, to which I said, excuse me? And they physically pulled up my face on their phone. They weren't nuts or certifiable. I was insane to not realize that I do live on or in people's phones. I've lived in their phone and live on their phone and I don't know how long I've lived there, but I kind of like it there. Being recognized for me is always a treat. I enjoy talking with people and hearing their stories and never mind taking a photo, but for those who deal with it every hour of every day, which I don't, I'm sure it gets old. When I was in high school, I saw Monty Python spam a lot on Broadway. As the curtain was rising, the three friends I went with noted that Pierce Brosnan, who was James Bond at the time, had just sat down in an aisle seat. At intermission, we noticed he was heading to the bar in the back of the theater. So one of my friends and I made our way to say hi to 007. We had the entirety of act one to come up with what we'd say. Upon approach, we noticed he was alone with his beverage and seemed welcoming. We went up and introduced ourselves. We were chatting and being cordial. 
And then for whatever reason, I said to Pierce Brosnan, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire is my favorite movie of yours. To which he said, oh. The pause wasn't just pregnant. It was in the maternity ward. Knowing intermission would soon end, I asked for a picture with my friend who was at the ready with a disposable camera. And Pierce Brosnan simply said, oh, no. Took a sip of his drink and walked away. We weren't totally crushed, but a little confused after how fun our conversation had started. On the train back, I thought to myself, maybe James Bond didn't want to be complimented on a movie where he was a supporting character playing opposite a cross-dressing divorcee pretending to be a British nanny. Maybe he didn't want to be praised for choking on a cayenne pepper-dusted shrimp. Perhaps rather than having a laugh at him being hit by Robin Williams in a run by fruiting, he would have preferred praise for Goldeneye or Tomorrow Never Dies or The World Is Not Enough. But Mrs. Doubtfire really is my favorite movie of Mr. Bond's. No offense to the Mamma Mia sequel. Ah, well. Not even celebrities get to pick what they're praised for, and they definitely don't get to choose how they get famous or how long they stay famous. Most high schoolers today don't know who Pierce Brosnan is, despite him having hundreds of millions of dollars in box office returns and plenty of supporters. 99% of current high school students don't know the once ubiquitous household names of Grace Kelly, Lauren Bacall, or Humphrey Bogart. And as for the question, would everybody still like to be Cary Grant? A high school sophomore now would likely ask, what's his snap? Or how many subs does he have? The golden age of Hollywood was important and led us to where we are today, a time where you can be famous and anonymous. But what do I know? I just live in your phone. That's a wrap for this week's TP with TP. See you at the after party.